This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? You're listening to Slasher Radio. My name is Bones. <laughs> joined by my Rob and Cat. What's going on, guys? Hey there. We're coming in with a real energy to this one. We, we certainly are. We certainly are. <laughs> we're talking about no bullshit. We were talking about airing Rob's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Continually on the like show. Like mid-sentence, we were talking about this, and <laughs> now we're starting the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we're all bubbly and full energy over here. Yeah. Let's see how long that lasts. It's, it's, I'm glad that, that my death cheers you guys up. Of course. My final act of lifting people up. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. <laughs> your final act. Of, you lifted them up to the end and even passed your, your expiration. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. We got a lot of shit to get to today. We have a voicemail. Oh, exciting. No. Maybe. It depends on who it is. I was asked to remind you to play the voicemail today, so. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> it is going to be a Greg hot take corner. It's oh, really what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, less exciting. <laughs> it's dangerous. Uh, Greg made me an offer today that if we're interested, we can tell him in advance uh, when it's like hot take corner time. We can tell him in advance what movie we're doing before he calls in so he can be sure to provide us with a hot take for that movie. Oh, right. That's fair. I mean, it's fair, but immediately the thought of hearing Greg's <laughs> opinion on the movie scares me. It it does take a little bit more coordination than we usually have, but now listen, we're we're getting fancier. We have a schedule and everything. I thought it might be worth uh bringing up. The schedule Although that I'm, Rob's breaking. I was going to say I am doing my damnedest to fuck that schedule all to hell. Here, here yeah. you are. Rob just negated like two things on the schedule. That that's kind of what we were talking about before we got on here. <laughs> Rob said fuck, but well, didn't, didn't say fuck, but it negated two things on the schedule already. Well, possibly. We don't know for certain yet, but possibly. 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 Either way, schedule's up in the air. Who, who were we to have a schedule anyway? <laughs> <Let's be honest. laughs> Look, that's just not how we do things. <laughs> and we might have jinxed ourselves a little bit trying to... <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, so we have that to get to. Uh, we got a hit drink roll call. We got some horror news. And then we have a, a movie pick for moi mm-hmm. that we are going to be discussing today. I'm very excited. Let's get drink roll call out of the way first. Okay. Because I am kind of excited. Where's my phone? Of, of About the drink I'm having tonight. It's nothing super fancy like, you know, some of my previous uh, works of art. But I did find a beer. I'm going to send you guys a picture of it. I'm going to tweet it now. Uh, I guess I'll put it up on Patreon, maybe. Ooh. Yeah, I found a Ghost IPA. Oh, nice. The can is oh, dope kind of cool. Right? Yeah, cool can. 
That's a How's it taste though? It's not bad. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of IPAs. They tend to be a little bit too bitter for me, a little too hoppy, but yeah. Sometimes you find a good one though. I'm not a huge beer guy. This says style New England. Uh New England style India Pale Ale is what it is. So okay. you know, it's not yeah. bad for a beer. Yeah, I will say I the IPA thing is kind of weird because I say I'm not a huge fan of them. There are times when I'm in the mood for an IPA. Um, and they really, you know, a good one really hits the spot. Um, but most of the time I there I find it would be too hoppy. Yeah, it's fair. That's fair. It's very fair. Um, but yeah, it's not bad. You know what I gotta start doing? Because now I have five of these in my fridge. Mm-hmm. I gotta get good at stealing cans. Cause like this whole six pack thing, like I just <laughs> want one. I just need one. Yeah. Yeah, I actually cleaned out some of the drink roll call graveyard in my refrigerator yeah. and uh, sadly ended up just tossing a lot of that bullshit that I did not ever <laughs> want to drink again. Ladies and gentlemen, drink roll call graveyard is real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the real thing. Um, this week I am drinking uh, the South Carolina Lizard Man in honor of Chris Month. Oh, Chris Month. Yeah. The drink that Chris, uh, Chris sent my way. It is, uh, of course, cheer wine, Maker's Mark, and uh, lime juice. And it's fantastic. Actually, really good. Okay. Elevates it. Nice. All right. Pat, what about you? Uh, last week, I made a bold claim that I was closing in on the Outback Steakhouse recipe for the Aussie Jossie. <laughs> uh, this week, I'm proud to announce that I got there. I passed it up, and we're doing something different with all the same ingredients uh, that taste more like a Jolly Rancher than like, because the Aussie Jossie is really citrusy. I'm gonna rebrand we're gonna give it a new name and i'm gonna try to find it like a horror shot glass that i can put the blood in moving forward uh so it's it's evolved from where it was last week all right even though i'm basically drinking a neon blue cocktail still <laughs> okay it's like along. the uh the aqua velvas that they drink in in zodiac yes <laughs> well cat now my question is though you're still putting a shark in it, I'm assuming, one day, right? If I, yeah, if I can find a shark, right. we might, I'm still going to call it something different. That's but fair. But we're going to, yeah, we're going to see what cool grenadine holder I find first. The dangerous thing about this uh, is that it's so much fun to pour the grenadine that looks like blood into the thing that sometimes I end up just with a glass of grenadine. Like, it's it's dangerous. Um <laughs> Damn. Okay. Okay. I figured there would still be a shark in there. Impressive yeah. though. Yeah, where where it's I'm making progress. Impressive. All right. 917-397 kill. That's 917-397-5455. If you want to leave a voicemail for the show. You trace the call. It's coming from inside the house. We'll air it and discuss it. Greg, this is kind of his monthly segment that he has, and um here we go. We, we we do not condone anything, by the way, that, that Greg <laughs> is about to say. This is these are hot takes. They might scare you. Go check out Darth Gregor on TikTok for more of these. Hello, Michael. Hello, Robert. Hi, Kat. Hi, it's I, Darth Gregor, back with another series of hot takes. <clears throat> Killer Clowns from Outer Space is the best PG-13 horror film. I did a tournament. I would know. 
by the way, the final four were Stay Alive, Lights Out, The Skeleton Key, and The Winner, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm. App Pupil is a better horror movie, and it's also a better regular movie than Zodiac. It doesn't have Dick Dillon, <laughs> all who's terrible. Wow. Wait Until Dark is a better home invasion horror movie than The Strangers. Oh. And last, <laughs> certainly not least, Tim Curry is a better oh. horror movie actor than Tom Atkins. Thank you. Uh, that's not a hot take at all that's true all right so what's happening here is it it seems like every time that uh, greg does a hot take corner he tends to target one of us more than the others i think you got targeted here rob is my prediction yeah he 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 went after me it seems um with with the claim that something whatever it is is better than zodiac um i apt pupil the thing about it is that i really thought i just i felt in my bones that it was going to be that apt pupil was better than the shining and i was about to agree and then it was the zodiac and it's yeah. like ah yeah which is just uh absolutely wrong on on all levels um and I, I think if you take a look at our portnoy scores for both those movies you'll see that we all believe that yeah um so i'm, I'm not even going to argue too much about that and i'm not going to defend the honor of mr jake gyllenhaal um he is not one of my favorite actors i do think he is fantastic in zodiac though um, the other claim was that uh, Tim Curry is a better horror actor than Tom Atkins. Um, I could not disagree more. Tim Curry uh-huh. has been good in exactly one horror movie. Oh, Rob. And that is uh, it. And it's not even really a movie. It's a miniseries. Rocky Horror? Sucks. Really? T- Tim Curry's performance was bad. It's terrible. That's a terrible <laughs> movie. That you should be ashamed of yourself right now. It does not hold a candle to the work that Mr. Atkins gave us in Halloween three, The Fog, or Night of the Creek. Are you kidding me? Yeah, come on. Weigh in on it. Uh Tim Curry in Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think well, in does... general. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I think he does exactly what that movie needs, and I know that some people yeah. were really influenced by it, which is not nothing. Uh no. We know I don't like that movie, but no, I think Tim Curry is, he's a phenomenal actor. I think he was really good in it. Um, It's not a horror movie, but it's been on my mind a lot lately. I, he was really good in Clue. I want to watch Clue. Clue again. Clue is amazing. And but it's not really relevant. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Tom Atkins but, maybe has more horror credits that come to mind. Yeah, we're only talking about horror movies because that was the claim he was a better horror actor. Yeah. And I will say this, Tim Curry could have never banged that chick in Halloween 3. He couldn't have closed the deal. Tim Curry absolutely would have closed the deal. Tim Curry also did stuff in, in Tales from the Crypt too, man. Come on, stop. He did. Yeah, I, I It's mean, not a movie. No, but it's it's in horror. It's not though. a movie. You're talking we we're talking about movies. Come on. It's in you horror. Know, Don't try and discredit. I think maybe maybe Tom Atkins wins here just by like default. And it's not even really about the performances. It's just about he he has more memorable credits, you know? Yeah. And Tim, Tim Curry can't even grow no mustache. It That's matter. not relevant okay. to my argument here. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just saying. No. Nah, what he did in It and 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 um, Rocky Horror alone, I didn't even see no He was very good in It, though. It's, uh... The range of Tim Curry? 
Tom Atkins plays the same damn role all the time. Mediocre. Yeah, he plays Mikey, the role of the most awesome person alive. Oh. Mikey, you're movie. winning me back because yeah, Tim Curry does have more horror are you range. Kidding me? He doesn't have any horror range. What are you talking about? He's got one fucking Pennywise. That's it. I listen. I don't have to like Rocky Horror Picture Show to acknowledge right. that Tim Curry was good in it, and it has a place in the horror world. I think it's insane to call it one of the best horror musicals because the music drives me up the wall but it has a place in in the horror world like uh, yeah, I don't know hard to does. argue that that aside whether it's good or not i mean come on it, it but what tim he curry did, is good in yeah. it is the thing all right well even that is if, range i be that as it may we're talking about dr chalice we're talking about the fog we're talking about fucking night of movie. the creeps boring movie thrill me I mean, maybe not on. boring but it was bad tim curry couldn't couldn't deliver thrill me the way the fucking tom atkins did tom atkins didn't do it well either he couldn't deliver it the way tom atkins did but i think he could deliver us something there and if we put any of his characters in a tournament that character would not be able to fuck its way all the way to the third round you're really proud of that third round huh i mean even though you guys screwed him he should have gone to the finals but <laughs> God damn, we should. I don't know how the hell we let him get as far as he did. Like, it's just never going to go away. That was one win. Rob almost cried <laughs> on the show. Like, he was so happy that he got to talk about him another fucking week. Like, he was really happy. Son of a bitch. All right. Um, what the fuck are we doing? Oh, oh, and the strangers thing. Greg, stop. No. Oh, I, don't, I don't know that movie he was talking about. I've never seen that shit. So it's bullshit. Whatever it is, there's no way. I don't remember, but I couldn't Strangers... remember what the other movie was. Wait until dark or something. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Huh. Strangers is the best home invasion movie. Like, and especially Greg suggested it. Just no. Okay. Well, hold on. Um, I mean, Inside is the best home invasion movie. Uh, they're very different movies. <laughs> I would rather watch The Strangers than Inside any day. Wait until dark sounds interesting. Although here it's listed as a thriller slash crime movie. Um, if this is the same movie that he was talking about, it but it stars Alan Arkin and Audrey Hepburn. Oh, oh, I've seen this. Say, cat didn't even remember seeing it. Not bad. No. Well, no, I couldn't remember what the name of it was. It's yeah, it's not. It's not listed as a horror movie anywhere though. I'm seeing it as a crime thriller or a psychological thriller. It, I will say though, it is good. It's a, I, I don't know if I would call this a horror movie, but it does have horror elements, and it is really solid. Uh, mm. Better than the strangers. I don't want to hear it. I, okay. Well, yeah, that's not. Them. That's not fair because I don't think of this as a horror movie. Like there are two different camps for me. Mm. No, I don't think it's better than The Strangers, but it is a lot closer in quality to Strangers than I assumed it was when I didn't okay. know what movie we were talking about. <laughs> All right. That's fair. It says something. God damn it, Greg. It is also my favorite. This is embarrassing because I couldn't remember. I didn't know what movie it was. I think it's my favorite Audrey Hepburn movie also. All right. I don't know that I've ever seen a fucking Audrey Hepburn movie, so. Yeah, the competition isn't real stiff because she's yeah. usually in like rom com yeah. things. Like I, I, yeah, I've never sat down <laughs> and watched Breakfast at Tiffany, so I don't know. Right. Fair enough. Usually, I we have a news segment that is exclusive to this week. Uh, we all, I believe, watched. <laughs> 
uh, a franchise of movies, right? This week? Yeah. Uh, we got through an entire franchise. Mikey, yep. do you want to brief us on The Conjuring? No, no, no. <laughs> but that was the plan. I was going to watch the Insidious movies, which I did. Cat was going to watch Children of the Corn, and you were going to watch all The Conjuring movies. Yeah. We were going to meet back. <laughs> first of all, no. You guys... Well, actually, wasn't even you guys. You guys came up with that decision. Rob decided it was a good idea to just sit around and watch all the Insidious movies. Yeah, because there was a new one coming out, and I wanted to be caught up on the franchise before I went to see it. What the fuck does that have to do with me? You want to sit and watch a bunch of bad movies? I got to do it too. Well, no, you didn't I... have to watch Insidious. Right. You didn't want to watch Insidious. Isn't that it? No. That was the first offer, and you didn't want to do it. And then Rob thought it would be a good idea if we uh... all did a report. On right. a franchise. I mean, you know, like somebody who hosts a horror podcast. Yes, that is technically what we do every week. This <laughs> right. is your job. Right. And also, like someone who runs a horror podcast, we give more than two days in advance for someone has to watch eight movies. We do that also. These guys nah. told me two nights ago in our group <laughs> chat, oh, you're watching all the Conjuring movies. Actually, like, we told you four days ago, but you weren't paying attention. Yeah. Okay, well, no, I've had a busy week. No, I didn't. Okay, Rob watched all the Insidious movies. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to watch all the Conjuring movies. No, that's still watching bad movies. And more than you had to watch at that. Uh, th that's not true. I know that eight sounds like more than five, but Rob had to watch a lot of other bad movies this week. Yeah, That's not and my problem. He, he did and like Rob the worst one of them, but I mean, still, it's been a rough week for Rob. And and I had to go to the theater to see one of mine. Who that was, told you to do that? That's like added extra time. That's five insidious movies. And Joe Bob made him watch not only Perfect Blue a second time, but also Mad God for what I assume was the first time, Rob. Yes, yeah, so the first and the last. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. And Mikey, when I say that, don't uh -huh. get all smart and think that the patron should nominate it because you'll have to watch it too and you do not want to watch fucking Mad God. No, I, I do not tempt the patrons very often unless I know the outcome. <laughs> but no, again, I, I would kind of tempt the patrons here because I'm not afraid of watching Mad God again, but I, you know, that wouldn't uh, be a punishment for me. It will so. be. I will say this. I think Mad God might be the shortest episode of Slasher Radio ever because it'll be all three of us going, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. We can get Phil Tippett on to also say, I don't know what the fuck is going <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah, that's the other thing. Joe Bob had Phil Tippett, the uh, director Creator. of yeah. Mad God on to discuss it. And every question he asked, <laughs> Phil Tippett went, I don't know. Jeez. My favorite quote uh, from the episode was just Joe Bob going, it's your movie, Phil. <laughs> exasperatedly <laughs> but, but again rob choosing to watch bad movies that, that this is he chose to spend his time doing that that's not my problem no but we agreed to it and i said the first time i know you weren't paying attention but we rob floated it by he said right i said right and then i asked right mikey and you didn't say anything so i said that counts Yep. How does that count? We, we voted. We took a vote, and not only did we have the majority, but also you abstained for some reason. And furthermore, me seeing the Insidious movies is not crazy because there was a new one coming out that I was going to see, so I wanted to catch up. That's that still makes crazy. We it's made... not crazy. I again host a horror podcast <laughs> and a major horror release. Whether you like it or not, their big releases was coming out, so I went to see it. 
you know, like a good horror podcast host. Well, you go yeah. ahead and be a good horror podcast host, and I'll be a shitty one and not sit and watch all the, <laughs> the Insidious movies. I'm fine with that. That does not bother me at all. I had to pay to watch the last two. Oh, you're out of your mind. <laughs> that, that, that has nothing to do with me because you chose to be- watch a bad franchise. And again, I want to point out, you gave me almost double the movies to watch. But I had to go to the theater. Whose fault is that? You should have seen something else. You chose to go. I did go earlier this week. I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's another bad decision. No, it was good. I enjoyed it. Mm. No way. Yeah, it was better than that Crystal Skull bullshit. Well, that's a low bar. I mean, look, it's never, they're never going to make a movie as good as like Raiders of the Lost Ark or the first three. I mean, this is not going to happen. Harrison Ford's fucking 80 years old, but this one's fun. I enjoyed it. I would recommend thumbs up for Dial of Destiny. I would say go see it. But um, thumbs down for Insidious fucking five. Uh, Fucking terrible. Imagine. The Red Door, I believe it was called. Every time we've brought that up on the show, which has been several times running up to its release, we made fun of it. What would make you think it was going to be good? Like <laughs> You know I go to the theater and see all the big, all the horror releases that come out. I'd be damned if I sat and watched four Insidious movies because the new one's coming out. Later this, later this year, I'm going to have to sit through The Nun too. This is your fault. No, I don't not. feel bad for you. I'm not going to watch like, it. I need to know what's going on. I don't need to know that bad. I'm fine with not knowing what's going on. No. So, no, I did not. Did you watch all the, the Children of the Corn movies, Kat? Of course, because I'm a good horror podcast. You lie, you. See? <laughs> Rob's the only one that, at the end of the day, Rob's the only one that watched a bunch of bad movies. Good. I watched Butt Boy. I won. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I might not have rewatched. I have seen all the Children of the Corn movies. I might not have rewatched them all this week, but I did watch the only one I was missing. Uh, which was the 2023 remake of Children of the Corn. It is one of the most entertainingly horrendous films I've ever seen in my entire life. Is it better or worse than Children of the Corn 3 Urban Harvest? Oh, uh, Lord. Uh, that's one of my, that's actually my favorite Children of the Corn movie. Oh. Um, because it is so entertainingly bad. This one is not as entertaining, but it is worse. So. All right. It does not rank quite as highly as Urban Harvest. So you see, Mikey, these are the kinds of conversations we can have when you do the work. Yeah. So oh. next week, please rank all the Conjuring yep. movies. Just eight movies. That's all. Okay. W- w- when did this conversation happen again? You said what, Wednesday? I don't know. Whatever day I watched Children of the Corn. It would have been either <laughs> Tuesday or Wednesday because oh. I went and saw the new Insidious on Thursday. Oh, I was editing the show. So I was putting work in, all right? Literally, on that day when that conversation was happening. That's probably why I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Fucking watch the Conjuring movies. Pulling the editing card. Yeah. All right. Who, who just... That's the most rude thing I've ever heard in my life. Who just tries to make somebody watch all the Conjuring movies? It's not even like, a, like all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Okay, fine. Conjuring? Well, you weren't paying attention when we were when Rob was trying to get you to watch Insidious, and I almost did it. Also, that's the that's the craziest part. We didn't even talk about that part where Rob had me kind of wanting to watch all the Insidious. I, I didn't see that because <laughs> he was talking about Lynch 
like punching a like getting into a fist fight with a ghost and that sounded hilarious she straight punches a ghost in the face and then says come on bitch and that almost did it i almost rewatched all the insidiouses i will say this i thought i was rewatching the insidious movies mikey what i discovered is i only had ever seen the first one i never watched any of the yeah, other that ones makes sense. you were smart up until now yeah <laughs> you're doing all right and I'll have you guys know, I do eventually go back and look. I don't just completely. I should have pulled Rob's <laughs> card and be like, that didn't happen. <laughs> That's what I should have. They never said that. See, I don't go back and look. So I, I know. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I guess we're into news then, huh? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. First thing up, oh, geez, I forgot about this. No, uh, just real quick. I want to start with news because I know that I'm going to forget. Uh, Because I always do dead sled. It, do you have this? Do you have a dead sled story? Do not. They are doing a dead by daylight coffee. Oh yeah. And given how much we talk about <laughs> dead by daylight, uh, I thought that would be worth uh, bringing up on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I did see this last week and I did forget about it. Yeah. That's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this out, but. It- <laughs> yeah, I'm still drinking the kitty diddler blend they did. Ah! Stop calling it that. <laughs> it also comes with a uh it they have a strawberry green tea if you get the bundle. Ugh. Which tea. sounds gross. I don't know why you would do that. I but... don't know why anybody drinks tea. It's disgusting. <laughs> hey man, you know what? That it I love, honestly, I love that a horror brand, especially something in gaming, is branching out the way it is. Like, it's showing there's interest across the board. And that's sure. very good for horror gaming in general. We need yeah. we need that. And Dead Sled's good coffee from what I've had, which is just the kitty diddler blend. Stop calling it that. It is really good coffee. And I'm glad that I remembered to talk about this. I was going to talk about the last time they did a new flavor, which was the House of the Dragon blend, which I've been drinking multiple times on the show without remembering to mention it but it, but it's really tasty they do good work at dead sled oh yeah yeah they're like the rob they're like the wax works of the coffee world man yeah <laughs> kind of yeah. yeah yeah it's good coffee I, I enjoy it it's i don't drink as much i don't drink it as often um as i do like other coffees that i buy just because i have to put it in that special keurig thing and it, that's kind of a pain in the ass right I mean, it's um, actually not a pain in the ass at all, but I've just woken <laughs> up usually, and I don't want to fuck with it. I just want coffee. If you do end up getting more, the Resurgence might be my all-time favorite coffee, like, from anywhere in the world. It is so, so good. It's called Resurgence? Yeah. It's the George Romero one. Oh. So mm. good. Well, why didn't you tell me about that one before I got the fucking Freddy Krueger shit? Because the Freddy Krueger one was my favorite. Uh, oh. The resurgence was not out. <laughs> okay. Well, and I guess it's not Freddy Krueger. I guess it's technically Robert, it's Robert England. England. Yeah, yeah, so it's not Kitty Diddler Coffee. It's Robert England. But it is yeah, in a retract. red and black, no. or red and black, red and green stripe. 
Yeah, bag. that's why I thought so. it was Freddy, but I'm looking at it now, and it's fucking... Yeah, shame they got all kinds of coffees, man. They do shit with bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, there they is like a Nightmare on Elm Street coffee, too, but that's I got the other one. I got the Robert England one. That's the better one. There's a Friday the 13th machete brew. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Cat, is that do you do you think you're gonna get the Dead by Daylight one? Obviously, it's based on flavors, and you know, like, is that I, one up your alley or no? Uh, it, it's not a flavor that I'm really looking forward to, but okay. I do trust Dead Sl- like this would be the first one in a long time that I haven't gotten, okay, so I am fair. thinking about it. <laughs> no, no, and I will report back if it's good or not if I end up getting one. Nice. Uh, have you tried the black uh, black calf uh, black craft cult? Uh, mm-hmm. no, I have not. Okay. Oh, there it is. Resurgent. I couldn't find it. It's good. Do they make it with a monkey poop? No. <laughs> Forgot about that. That's gross. All right. Uh, next thing up then is the... Oh, I got to send this to you guys. I forgot. Bad CGI Gator. Yes. Poster. Apparently is out or something. I'll be honest, I didn't look much into this. It promises to deliver on its title. It's a horror comedy. Yeah. But it, it's not from the bad CGI shark people, it looks like. It looks like it's from Full Moon. Yeah, it's not bad CGI shark people. So they're biting off their shit. Yeah. I, and I understand how frustrating that is, but after Cocaine Bear, uh, we started getting other cocaine movies, and I was here for it. I'm ready for bad CGI movies. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch Cocaine Shark? I did watch Cocaine Shark. It's not great. Fucking terrible, right. isn't it? It's awful. It, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be based off of what you said about it, but it's, it's, it's no a, shark it's side of the It's called Cocaine Shark, and there's not really a fucking cocaine shark in it. You know what I'm saying? Really it's, it's fucking dumb. See, this, this, this is what I was talking about, guys. This is what I was talking about. The, the movies that these things are going to breed, I, I say it all the time, I wasn't mad specifically at Cocaine Bear. I was mad at what I knew would come. I said that from the beginning. And okay, here but we even are. if this had given us a Cocaine Shark, you would have been mad about it, which is yeah. why we didn't take you more seriously. <laughs> yeah, no, I still would have been mad at it, sure. But it, it this is what comes... I would have been mad at any shark movie. You don't put cocaine in it or chocolate. I, I mean, I'm going to be mad. But I knew it. I knew this is what it was going to be. Just shit like that. Shame How dare that. you be mad at Chocolate Shark? Chocolate Shark. Chocolate <laughs> Shark. <laughs> I would watch the hell out of Chocolate Shark. I do feel, though, that this bad CGI gator movie should credit, you know, bad CGI sharks guys somewhere yes. in their credits. They should. Yeah. yeah. And so. and on the, on the note of the uh, uh, cocaine bear and cocaine shark stuff, uh, I'm very much looking forward to Crackoons. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. I'm not sure when that, when that's going to be out yet, but I am uh, very excited for it. Cat's devious, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's just great. No, it's not. God damn you guys. Texas Chainsaw Massacre Slaughterhouse. There's a new Funko tabletop game coming out in September. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to you guys. Everybody, obviously, these these uh, these articles you can get them on bloody disgusting. I mean, this it looks great. Again, the tabletop thing, I don't know, man, but dude, this looks phenomenal. I love these tabletop games and the way they look and everything. But as we've mentioned before, I'm just I can't justify spending the money on them because I never get to play them. 
You know, usually I side with Rob on this. I did say, though, the first time we started talking about tabletop games that I have a gaming group. I very rarely get to play horror games with them because I'm like the only horror fan in the group and it makes it hard for me to do collectibles like this. I have to yeah. choose like my, you know, I, I get maybe one or two of these a year. I might use one on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> like uh -huh. this looks great. There's a chance I could actually play it. Not often, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I might pull some strings here for this one. <laughs> yeah, it looks, I mean, it looks amazing. And that's the thing. I, the other thing is, not only do I not have anybody to play them with, these games usually aren't cheap. And it's not because they're not worth the money. It's just, it's a lot of money for something that I'm going to leave in a box. Yeah. Um, although fair. this one's not that bad. The Texas Chainsaw was 30 bucks. Yeah, that's not, that's, that's, nice. not, that's not too bad. I mean, I've seen some of them, they're like $50 or whatever. And again, I'm I'm sure that they're worth it. It's not a matter of that. It's just, is it worth it for me to buy it just to have it on a shelf? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tough much. question, but $30. Yeah, that's, that's a win. That is worth, even if it just sits on the shelf, it's worth at least that. Yeah. Uh, all right, next thing up, and this is going to cost me money. <laughs> there is a My Bloody Valentine 4K Ultra HD box set collection that is coming out Ooh. from shout factory and i'm sending the image to you guys everybody please go i'm it's afraid on to look at this one <laughs> it's gonna cost too. you money cat i'm telling oh, you oh i yeah. already i already own my bloody valentine on blu-ray i don't have it on 4k yeah you don't have this one though no, no you this don't is, this oh that heart-shaped box is that yeah. for real or is that just a prop i i think it's for real man i'm not sure it better be for real but it, it, Did you just it, send a picture and not a story? Oh, you want the whole story? Well, I can send I mean, you a link to the... There you go. Alright, there you go. It is $44 on Amazon. $45. It's only, that's not bad. For that, that it's for, not. Could be for all this stuff, because, I mean, that's not that much more than a regular 4K cost. What I was trying to figure out was if it had all that stuff. Oh, and if yeah. it does... That's worth it. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, this is that. All right. I'm going to try really hard not to spend money while simultaneously looking at this. <laughs> I know. Is it available to order yet? It's available on Amazon, but Amazon only shows the DVD, like the box. Let's see. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spend $44 just for the box. And I'm looking through images, like the I'm reviews find it on, on uh, Scream Factory site, and I don't see it. I really want this. They thing, do though. like exclusive or limited release stuff sometimes, just on their site. Yeah, I mean, forty dollars or forty-five dollars or whatever seems like a really good price for that set. Yeah, and if, for what it's worth, I don't see anything on like the reviews on Amazon with images. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything that with the and they have it open and it's just the two DVDs in there. So mm. I don't know, man. If if it's available, like I said, guys, go check out Bloody Disgusting, their article on there. You can see the image. It's really cool. So any collectors, look at that one. Yeah, I can't I can't find it on their website anywhere. All right. A uh, little bit of gaming news. Uh Friday the 13th just had an update as they are um approaching expiration they unlocked everything 
on the game for everyone to use. That's so, nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, I've seen an up uptick in players recently. Right. So maybe that has something to do with it. So go for them. It'll yeah. help servers, all that shit. Uh, other gaming news, which you guys will give a shit about. Nicholas Cage is the t the public test bill, the TTB, PTB rather, is open. So you can go test play Nicholas Cage on Dead by Daylight. Rob, have you done it yet? No. Okay. Uh, I have not had time. And I did find this set on Shop Factory's website. Mm-hmm. And no, that the one on Amazon is not the the price for the set is one hundred forty dollars. That nope. sounds more like what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah, Man. I, I I would be tempted if I didn't already own my Bloody Valentine on Blu-ray. I mean, it's not four K, but Blu-ray is fine enough for me. One hundred forty dollars yeah. is a, a lot of money. It's a really nice set, I think, but. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't not. have that kind of money to be thrown around. Uh, also, I ain't getting it either, buddy. <laughs> uh, also, the perks for Nicolas Cage in game have been released, okay. and they're fucking memes, dude. Like, it's not. I mean, one of them has a little bit of use, but it's not practical. There's a perk where I don't know what you have to do exactly, but ultimately, end game for the, having this perk is you get a random item. <laughs> it could be very useful or it can be completely fucking useless. Okay. And That's kind of cool. No, it's not. Like, you're getting <laughs> your cheeks clapped, man. You don't want to fucking... You can get a broken key, which literally serves no purpose in the game. Nice. Especially butt naked the way it is. No add-on. But you got to play as Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I have if not you're played playing as Nicolas Cage, you're a winner. Right. He mm. has a perk where you, he can, if he's hurt, he, he can, can play dead, right? Yeah, he drops to the okay. floor like he's mm -hmm. dead, and he makes no sound, leaves no blood trails, and you can recover. And when you recover, you're fully healed. See, it's Nicholas Cage, he's fucking Superman. That That's takes why. so much time, though. Like he's slaying there dead. Like what the fuck? It's I like so it strange. though. They integrated his acting ability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I've just been watching nothing but insidious movies. <laughs> but I will probably um, play it just to, if nothing else, just to check it out as soon as I can. Are you going to buy Nicolas Cage when he comes out? How much is it? Uh, I don't know. Probably be like five bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because oh. if I'm going to play, I'm going to play as Nicolas Cage. What the fuck? I, I want to watch you play as Nicolas Cage, though. <laughs> can I? Well, if yeah, you, you do... can pick up some pointers. No, I'm not interested in gameplay. I'm interested in commentary <laughs> and visuals here of you playing as Nicolas Cage. I think that means you have to play Dead by Daylight with me, Rob. I mean, I can school you on there again, like I did the last time we played. Uh, uh, I'm wiggling. Which is was the last time I played. <laughs> yeah. uh, James Wan's more Nicolas Cage news. I don't know if you guys know about this. James Wan revealed that Nicolas Cage almost played Dracula and defunct Castle Castlevania adaptation. Yeah, yeah we were talking about this. It, okay. it, we think it would have been... A, we hope that he could have gotten more screen time in it, and in that regard, it might have been better. Um, mm -hmm. But I like how much freedom he had with the Dracula that he got to play in Renfield, so... That's right. nice. You watch Renfield yet, Mikey? No. The hell you doing, man? 
It doesn't interest me. Like it's it streaming. You can watch it streaming right now. Yeah, I know. I heard bad things about it, man. There's Word. other movies I'm trying to get to. He hasn't watched Pearl yet, so Yeah, I know. Yeah. That that one's pissing me off. Yeah. Yeah. He made time for Butt Boy though. Dude, Butt Boy <laughs> was so fucking good, Rob. How do you like how do you sit there? This and is so wild to me because I don't know if you're doing I I'm trying to figure out what the chances are of you actually having liked Butt Boy versus the chances of trying to trick us into watching Butt Boy as revenge. No, there's no revenge. <laughs> I love Butt Boy. It was so fucking <laughs> funny, man. You would honestly, you it, I'll admit it it starts off a little slow, but goddamn does it pay off halfway through. Rob, you gotta watch. How do you like Cocaine Shark the way you do? Or, I didn't like Cocaine Shark. Cocaine Shark was terrible. But you were excited about it. You couldn't yeah. wait. And Butt yeah. Boy, just nothing. Because it's called Cocaine Shark, Mikey. Dude, this guy shoves things up his ass. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not as into that as you are. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not be? Like, it, it, it. Rob, you gotta watch Butt Boy. Come on, stop, stop yeah. it. We'll see, maybe. You'll thank I got me. a lot of things to do. I had to watch five Insidious movies in a week. I had uh, oh, fucking yeah. uh, play Nicolas Cage on Dead by Daylight, apparently now. Is hey. it available now? Can I get it now? You can watch it you right now. I, it's on TV. No, not Butt Boy, the fucking oh. Nicolas Cage thing. <laughs> um, you, can, you can play the test build right now, but you would have to switch it in your Steam. Which oh, no, I ain't could, fucking around with all that switching nothing. No. <laughs> it's very easy, but I doubt you would do it. But I, oh. I I forget when he's coming out. No, and I'm not playing it on Steam anyway. I'll be playing it on my PS5. Uh, oh yeah, but you joined Discord though. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's crossplay. It's fine. Um, all right. So, uh, what was the next thing to talk about? Oh, Stranger Things, the first Shadow. Uh, there's a clip that came out and. Uh, apparently, it's a big fucking deal. I don't know what that is. First I'm going to pretend that... I don't know about it. I thought uh, I heard the new season was being delayed because of the strike. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I was, maybe that was some other show. I don't know. I know that a lot of shit's being fucked up because of the strike. Yeah. Um, but they put something out. It's a little clip. I haven't watched Stranger Things yet. I'm waiting to binge it. That's another thing I have to fucking get to. I have so many things. I don't know. It just it doesn't really do it for me. I kind of just want to see what everybody's talking about more than anything. Yeah. I mean, look, it's it was fun when it came. Like, I enjoyed the first season, and and I was kind of out after that. Like, I lost interest. <laughs> yes. You know? Like, it's... I think the problem was, like, when it the first season came out, it was something we hadn't seen in, like, a long time, right? But mm. as soon as it was a success, then we got a bunch of kids on bike shit. And then I just wasn't interested anymore. Okay. Well, that's it, I guess. I, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, last but not least, here comes the shit parade. There were images leaked of Winona Ryder and Jenna Ortega in character for Beetlejuice 2. God, be mean. I'm not, I mean... I don't even feel like I have to be mean in this. I feel like... It's going to run its course naturally <laughs> when we all get tired of hearing Beetlejuice 2 news. Yeah, this bullshit's just going to keep coming no matter what, and nobody gives a shit. I give a shit, man. It's kind of cool. Just to see pictures? I mean, who cares? 
You get to see the characters. We knew they were going to be in the movie, and it's a Tim Burton movie. We already know what they're going to look like. They're going to look like the characters in every other fucking Tim Burton movie. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. Like, it's been so long. They're coming back to reprise these characters, a lot of people. It's kind of cool. Mm. You're a hater, man. How many times I got to say this stuff to you? You're a hater. I don't know why you're so mean to me all the time. <laughs> me mean to you. Okay. <laughs> all right, that's all I have for the news. All right. Do you want to hit your button? I suppose so. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Go ahead, go back to turning tricks in Hoboken, you oh, bait in the ass! Bricks in Hoboken. This is the Gabagoli Mystery Corner, where our listeners send in Italian memes anonymously for no other reason than for me to react on the show. There's no horror tie in here. This is just what these people do. Don't know why. I wish it would stop. <laughs> Uh, normally, I say that we do it to respect your heritage, but honestly, this one is going to feel like a personal attack. What? <laughs> when does it never? Like, I never feel like it's respecting my heritage. Like, ever, never, ever, ever. Yeah, but that's exactly what it is, Mikey. That's yeah, not this, what it is. That's usually what it is. This one, I if you want to be mad about this one, uh, that's fair. All right. Um, I haven't looked at it yet. Uh, the images go up on Patreon. We try and describe them on the show. Here we go. Oh, come on. It It's a meme, and it's a can of SpaghettiOs, but it says Frank's Red Hot on it. It says SpaghettiOs. Spicy original. Frank's Red Hot. Italians put that shit on everything. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Italians I had a feeling eat spaghetti. you were not going to like this one. <laughs> no, I don't like this at all. No, you're not going to eat SpaghettiOs. You got to get spaghetti SpaghettiOs with meatball. No, oh, oh, the shame. No, absolutely not. This is disgraceful. Whoever sent this in, I don't like you. And you don't um, like meatballs? I don't like canned <laughs> meatballs. No, <laughs> I hope whoever sent this in gets um, a mild to serious storm of diarrhea tonight. That's what I wish upon you. That's not nice. Well, they did this themselves, man. It's not nice they sent this in. Yeah, it is. They're trying to lift you up and, and and celebrate your heritage and your culture and listen to how you act. Disgraceful, man. <laughs> I agree. It is disgraceful. Yeah, disgraceful. Yeah, I sure do, <laughs> asshole. Um, all right. Well, fuck them. All right. I have um, a Huckleberry Humphrey Hillbilly hoedown. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. This is similar to the Gobble Mystery Corner where... Um, we celebrate Rob's move down south, becoming a redneck. No offense to southern people, I guess. <laughs> Who cares? <Yeah. laughs> All right, hold on here. <laughs> All right. So, normally, we talk about redneck ingenuity being, like, unbeatable and genius right <laughs> yeah, this is the other do. side of that coin. yeah this is the other side of that um so this is a uh a redneck fella um standing with his back to uh to the camera there and uh his ass crack uh nice and out as as you want to do <laughs> and uh he has a what I, is some sort of giant firework stuck in uh, his ass crack um, <laughs> yeah now not in his ass it's in his just in the crack you know with his, his pants and everything holding it up uh that is on fire and then the caption reads you know my style the humphrey firework 
I don't think it's so much his his pants are holding up the little bit that are on there. His butt cheeks are playing a part. Yeah, of oh yeah, too, no, Rob. the butt yeah. cheeks are doing the heavy lifting, but I think they, they would probably still fall out maybe if his pants were. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would um, fall down the crack. Yeah, yeah, and my, the best thing about this is he's he's sort of bent <laughs> over a little bit, and he's got his arms outstretched, and he's doing like the metal fingers at the end, you know, like the devil horns. Metal as fuck, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. I mean, I you know, I don't know why it's called the Humphrey Fire. I mean, I would never do that, but <laughs> you know, that's I'd, fine. I'd pay so much money to see you do that. Uh, no, I, I would not. I would not be surprised if my neighbors were not doing that uh, though over the Fourth of July holiday weekend. Because what I did learn um, about the South is these uh-huh. motherfuckers love to blow shit up to celebrate America. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, my dog was not happy on the Fourth mm-hmm. of July. Neither was mine. Uh, yeah. yeah it, see, the problem with this is I've watched Jackass. I've seen them do this. It's all fun and games while you bent over in this firecracker up your ass. Like that's funny. Mm-hmm. But then when that motherfucker starts to go in and the and all that shit, the sparks fly. Yeah, that's when you got a problem. Yeah, it's all fun and games till that point. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's 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 true of most things in life. Uh, it's all fun and games <laughs> until something blows up. Yeah, yeah, until it started, until it get, that fuse is done. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. You wouldn't do that, Rob, for real? No, no, I would never. If I, I asked you to do it just for the memes, you wouldn't do it? No. Come on, we spent, we spent a whole night drinking and bonding on the 4th of July. You won't just do it real quick? Nope, not not even close. I don't. I, first of all, I don't fuck around with fireworks. That one won't kill you. Like no, I don't <laughs> that one won't. Kill you. Yeah, that yeah. won't kill you. You can do no, that I don't, one. Uh, I don't do that. Um, if no, I, I if I decide that it's the Fourth of July and I want to celebrate by watching fireworks, I'll just go to a fucking fireworks thing. You know? Yeah, it's not like I'm asking you to stick an M80 up your ass or nothing. Come mm, on. No, no, no not mm. any of that. No fun. There, hate fun. Confirm. All right, uh, that's it for the news and all that shit. So we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about Joyride. Okay, I- I'm going to I'm gonna be upset with the slander I'm about to receive for Joyride. Uh, gonna be upset with my opening statement i never okay. in my life want to hear that seven is not a horror movie again mikey never <laughs> again never 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 seven is not a horror movie no i, I joyride watching joyride has put that argument to rest i've won if Absolutely joyride is not. a horror movie seven is the scariest shit in the world i don't that's just i don't make the rules Ju- That's how dif- it is. The difference for me between Joyride and Seven is, is that Seven did what it was trying to do. <laughs> Joyride did too. Joyride did exactly what it was trying to do. And there were the scenes that hit the horror tones in Joyride for what they were trying to do. Seven was a little more, you know, in your face with effects. And, you know, Joyride took a different route. They had a lot more darker moments, man. And it might not have shined throughout. The entire movie, but the places where they hit it, I feel they hit it. There were two (laughs) moments in 90 minutes. Did you just say that Joyride 
has darker moments than seven. I said vibes, feelings. It never seven never ride. <laughs> seven never didn't feel like a police procedural to me. It never it never didn't feel what like did that. You, what what did Joyride feel like? Did I watch the wrong movie? I we might have I seriously <laughs> I more than once checked to make sure I was watching the right Joyride. Are, are, we are talking about Joyride starring Steve Zahn, right? 2001? About, did I watch the wrong thing? We're talking about Joyride starring Paul Walker also. Ooh, I I think the and that's another thing the performances in this were really good. <laughs> 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 what do you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's Here's talk about thing. that. I'm gonna. I want. I want to. I, I. I like Steve Zahn. All right. I think that he makes pretty much everything he's in better. He is terribly miscast in this movie. How? Because he's playing the bad boy from the wrong side of the tracks, who's always getting in trouble with the These law. These are the two and prettiest brothers on. I've ever seen. I don't. I don't think he was playing that role, though. I mean, yeah, he had he was doing dumb shit, but I don't think he was supposed to be a bad boy. He was like that. He hotwired a car. Yeah, he hotwires a car. He we when we first meet him, he's getting bailed out of jail. He says at one point that he always needs bail money. They are clearly trying to make him be the bad boy, like black sheep of the family that no one likes to talk about. But, but it's Steve's on. He doesn't play that role. There's different layers. to It's not like he was trying to be fucking Tupac with a bandana hanging out of his back pocket. He was he was the I know how to hotwire a car. Like, I, I'm not. Yeah, you're, of course you do. you're Italian. Wow, you motherfucker! Wow. <laughs> but oh, no, that, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. No, I you think you were supposed to say that one out loud. Um, no, but like knowing how to hotwire a car is not the same thing as like you know what we're talking about in an early two thousands movie when someone hotwires a car. Exactly what role they're supposed to be in that film, and it's the bad I, boy. I do not and think when he's, that's when he's hotwiring the car. He says, I've done this before, implying oh, that he has a past of stealing automobiles. So do crackheads. He steals on. I, I do not. I, one of my notes in this movie was, I think that he played that role perfectly. He was the, and it even went in the end. He tried to steal his brother's girl. He was more playing a douche, a dumb douche than anything else to me. Throughout him, this. Right. That's another thing I hated. That what? whole thing with him yeah. trying to sleep with his brother's crush when she's drunk uh-huh. is fucking out of place in this movie and mm-hmm. wasn't needed and did not belong there at all. It's weird and it doesn't fit. It, yeah, that's one of those things. It could have been. Uh, it, it could have tied in. It could have given us context about the brother's relationship. It could have done a lot of things. It didn't do anything. And also the brother's relationship in this movie for a movie that starts off the first 30 minutes is a fucking brother road trip genre of film. Uh, there's so much unnecessary stuff that goes on in this movie. It's so slow at so many points. And I don't even know like what the dynamic is between these two brothers i don't know how they feel about each other i don't know like how they grew up like i i have there's nothing they're giving me nothing they lit i don't understand how i think they defined it pretty well like they haven't seen each other he didn't he was like oh you're taller than me 
he hasn't seen him in a long time. They gave you that right out of the rip. And then he gets mad at him for the, oh, oh you fucking her thing. Like, they they clearly, and then at the end, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that, that scene with the brother and the and the girl. Like, that, that could have been gone without, sure. But that helped define, like, dude, that's that's what they are. He would try and do some shit like that. Yeah, I think they it, defined it pretty well. Does it care? Like, does the younger brother care? Is there an emotional thing? Has he always been like stealing the spotlight? Like, I don't, I, I don't understand the dynamic between these two. I don't get it. I know like the events where they haven't seen each other in a long time, but that's not an emotional connection between siblings and films. Like, that's not good storytelling. Um, it's not. I'm sorry. It's pretty straightforward. He found but out your brother's in jail again. I mean, you know, that tells you what you need to know. Yeah, it tells us that Steve Zahn's a bad boy. Watch out. I never, ever <laughs> he, he got, will like, steal your car and your lady. He's a wimp, though. Like, I don't understand the bad boy. I don't, I've never got I that vibe. I feel from like it. that's, I also didn't get the vibe for it, but that was the problem because I feel like that's what they were going for. I don't, he backed down it. He, he yelled, We have a gun and stuck his finger up at the window. What do you, you guys mean? He was a good, he's a douchey, wimp who just keeps doing dumb shit and getting thrown in jail like i mean that that doesn't mean i'd never i don't see the bad boy thing whatsoever i didn't either that's the problem <laughs> his performance was terrible because he was miscast i think I so he did great i think it, maybe they weren't trying to go for the bad boy thing maybe i'm projecting that because i think that a bad boy dynamic would have been more interesting than what they like they didn't give us much. And I think the contrast of personalities between a bad boy and a college boy, I guess. I, I don't really know what else to call him because the, the characters, they, did, they didn't give us much to go with. Uh, I think that would have been a more interesting like dichotomy. And I wish it had been there, mm -hmm. whether or not it's what they were trying to do. Maybe that could have replaced the scene with the the woman that uh, the with the girlfriend and and the brother at the end because again i mean yeah that wasn't like i, I could have did without that but you know maybe that could have replaced it maybe speaking of scenes i could have done without i understand why charlotte exists in this film it's because she's the justification for them making dumb decisions in the first place to kind of escalate the situation but with the right. amount of dumb decisions that they make all the rest of the time they could have cut Charlotte out of this thing entirely. She did not make any difference no. whatsoever. Charlotte's not a character. She's a plot device. A and not even a good one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yikes. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, she wasn't in it much. It was mostly them. Yeah. And that she was at the end. She was the hostage. And, you know, all this. I mean, it had purpose. I mean, they, I, they probably could have come up with something else different. I mean, sure. It's that's a, the yeah, it's a reason. It's to maintain a suspension of disbelief that they don't maintain any other time, which is the thing that irritates me about it, because like they're so dumb. I I, I can't wrap my head around how dumb these two are. It's, they're two college guys. Yeah, they're, they're dumb. Yeah, I believe that. I've, and before we get too far away from the performances, Steve Zahn, in my opinion, is miscast. I, right. I don't think he's necessarily bad. I, I said before his performance wasn't good. I, I don't believe that. I just think he's miscast uh, because he does a good job of doing that Steve Zahn thing where he'll throw off like a sarcastic little line here or there. Yeah, he's very, yeah. He's very good at that. 
Um, Paul Walker is is lifeless and wooden as I've ever seen him in anything in this movie. Yes. There's nothing to that character and him and, and the, the girl, what's her name? Vena Vega, whatever the fuck her name was. There's no chemistry between the two of them at all. Zero. There's no chemistry with anyone in this movie with anybody else. I, I mean the chemistry, yeah, he, he was, I mean, a young Paul Walker. So, you know, but I, I don't think he was, bad though i mean yeah it could have been more i don't think the point was for him to be anything more than he really was i think but see the, there was no chemistry with anyone i do think him at the brother chemistry played great man like the moments they had in the car where he's trying to talk him into it and stuff like that i mean I, i've personally been there you know you're trying to talk your friend into it some dumb those kind of hit a little bit for me so i i, I like their dynamic a lot and the so with the performances, uh, the last thing that I really have to say regarding those, there's this, I think the editing in this film was bad. And I think it kind of pointed to the perform. I don't think it did the acting any favors because there's that one shot at the end when he's like, I, and I don't even remember what he's reacting to, but it cuts four times back to his doofy looking face being surprised <laughs> and it's like what it's some of the most <laughs> over the top reaction i've ever seen i got so frustrated and i don't even remember it wasn't a moment that was important because i don't remember what it was it was just him with his mouth open and his eyes wide. like it looked like a it felt sometimes like this movie was trying to do a comedy and then would remember that it was a horror movie and like there were these reactions like this and i you know it it was very silly when it wasn't doing the horror thing well i didn't know which was scene, very so seldom like well, it think, very seldom was doing a horror movie <laughs> yeah i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they cast steve's on in, in this horror movie um and he's you know being steve's on throughout Throughout the movie, I mean, one of my favorite parts of this movie, uh, which isn't horror related at all, is when he's talking to like the after after there's the first scene at the motel and the next day they're talking to the cops and, and like Paul Walker comes out. Steve Zahn goes, seems like we got us a situation. Made I, me laugh so hard, like the way he's mocking that police officer and stuff. That was a lot of fun. And I had the subtitles on and it actually spelled out situation, which made me really happy. <laughs> but you're right. In those moments, it's easy. It, it is almost you can forget that it's supposed to be a horror movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought especially the brother, Paul Walker's brother, I, I I thought he he was the he was one of the best parts of the movie. That's why I can't believe you got like because he was just so real. Like He was just like whatever the fuck came to his mind. He was going to say it. Yeah, I, I I just thought he was. I thought Steve Zahn was miscast in the role. Damn you! Uh, Ted Levine is perfect. Ted, Ted Levine, Levine is, is the best part of this movie. The, so he both horror is. moments that I had were Ted Levine. <laughs> like I, he does such a good job in this. Um, and so I said last week we were talking about Joyride, and I was dubious as to whether or not Joyride was the banger that we needed, but. I said on record that I enjoyed this movie and uh, but I hadn't seen it in a long time 
And sometimes the rewatches do get me. This is one of those situations where I remembered Joyride. I remembered really liking it because of the two moments, like everything in my recollection of this was Ted Levine. And he's great, you know? And I, the fact that I couldn't remember the plot, it's like, well, you know, it's because the performances must have been so good. The one performance is really absolutely fantastic. Everything else made me kind of mad. Like, I wish I still didn't remember some of this stuff. <laughs> uh, Ted Levine absolutely was the best part of this movie. Yeah. And I, I feel like every aspect of Ted Levine in this was great. Like, even the shots, like, I even noted the shots of just the radio. And the yes. fucking the lights moving for the for the voice lines and and Ted Levine's voice like dude that was pretty dark yeah like and I always thought well, it was like it was always unsettling but even just like watching it today I was like damn man like that's kind of creepy even when even you had the moment too where they 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 stuck it in a lot of places there was in in itself a lot but even the scene where they were he was pushing the truck up against the car. It mm-hmm. would cut to the to the CB radio, and you would see that little like they made that kind of a, a character in itself in a way, yeah, like an extension of the villain. And I thought it was re- the C- I like the CB radio thing a lot. The CB radio thing. Was- well, they had to they had to show that because they were never going to show us Rusty Nail, right? Yeah. And it was smart. That was so smart. You That's don't a get good to decision. see the villain. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, like, that's a very smart decision. They did a great job. I And it's like you said, I think the fact that they are willing to create a character out of a radio when when they have to put the radio back into the car, you know, there is this very, like, it, imposing connection to that. They did a really good job. And for as frustrated as I got with some of the things in this movie, you can't take away the things that they did well. They did extremely well. Yeah, they, they did. They did. and. You know, like it, it wasn't a full blown horror movie all through and through Friday the Thirteenth or Halloween style, but it, you know, it was like a, it was a two thousands movie, and therein lies the problem. Yeah, but th- but there were some good ones out there, man, and I feel like Joyride was it because it was a very two thousands movie. It was, and you know, Paul Walker was like I said before, he was a young actor at this time. He, he wasn't Paul Walker as we remember him, and I don't think that mattered. He was a pretty boy. That was his two thousands movie, and as much as I don't like that, going you know the thought of going with something like that, it's kind of what they were doing, and he was serviceable. But I feel like it, it's hard to look at two pretty boys and get horror. You're just never going to get it the whole way through. But you know, so I guess if you can't get past that, that it's a two thousands movie, you know, this is like I know what you did last summer. I that might sum up my anger with it honestly it, it, it yeah but that's his <laughs> time and that's that's what they they did what they were trying to do they did do well okay better that's and debatable uh, uh but i do think because we keep saying 2000s movie there was an era of 2000s movie that i actually will will and would defend that went like too hard uh but it really irritates me the movies that didn't go hard enough. You know, I would al- I would always rather watch a wrong turn than a joyride. <laughs> I would never watch any wrong turns over joyride. Now that first wrong turn is fun, man. I'd it's watch fun, all the yeah. wrong turns over joyride. I think I only like two wrong turn movies: the first one and the one with the game show. I forget. I always forget. It's that two. It's the second one. The second one. I- 
But yeah, no, I I really really like Joyride. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I really really like the elements that are good of Joyride, and it we talk about this where it's like the lost potential is the thing that gets me most worked up in movies. And when you look at what when you look at Rusty Nail and the potential that he had as a horror villain, and then you put him in it the pretty boy comedy that is joyride i get really frustrated yeah well what what are the two horror scenes you were talking about Kat? because i'm curious of if there's only two i'm curious of what they were uh the two horror scenes that really got me uh were and one i already talked about i we've brought up both of these already because they're so good uh when they have to put the radio back in and we hear that voice coming back through Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time, so unsettling, so well done. Um, and, and I'll even extend that because I called it two moments at first, but that scene where they say that they're just going to listen to it, they're not going to talk back to him, and he's describing like what's going on, like what how they store the unidentified bodies and stuff. I'll even extend it to that because, like, also great Ted Levine performance right there. Um, and the other one is that first line I, I think could be in one of those iconic horror lines is where he asks that, you know, they're doing the banter and the brothers being all cocky and stuff and it's fine. And then Ted Levine asks uh, about the broken taillight. And it's yes. like, that is that is a great horror line. And it's chilling. And I got so amped up because it's like, we're here. We're doing it. We've got it. You know, like it took a long time to get us to this horror moment, but we are in it and it's going to get better from here. And it, it didn't do that. It was just that one line got me so hyped, but it's good. It's a fantastic line. It was fantastic great. Moment. And I feel I, I, maybe you have to drop yourself into the universe of this a, a little bit, or, or at least, you know, kind of see it from what they're trying to show you. Cause I, I another thing I love about this is that, they turn the highway and the road into such a strange setting because you see so many like a, a a dark street at night, like, a you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street turned that into something and Halloween turned that into something scary, a suburban. Like you see certain things and you think of all the different shit that could come of it because from horror movies, you never think of a highway and think like, dude, it's dark. It's pitch fucking dark. You can't, there's a hundreds of cars. You don't know who's who. You got this guy talking to you. And you he you know, at that point, you know he's watching you. Like, he could be anywhere. You don't even fucking know. I thought it was, it was like a, it was like a sea almost. They turned it into. And I don't know. That's obviously what they were going for. And I, they made me feel that a lot. The thing, see, that's another element. I think it had its moments. Like they touched on everything that you were saying. I feel like it was really underutilized, though, because yeah, I can agree with that. And especially because there's not enough time spent on the highway in this. And even the time that we do get, it's so broken up by other things that it's like I want. I wanted a little bit of that. Uh, like inescapable feeling. I I, I wish they'd left us with that tension. There's that setup where they're like you know as long as we keep driving we're going to be okay and just the pacing of it felt so off because immediately they notice like the empty tank of gas and then suddenly they're stranded so it's like they wouldn't really have had enough gas to get where they were going plausibly 
even when they got onto the car. And then he's like, I don't even know if we'll make it 12 miles, which is like so fast on a highway, you know, and it's it just felt like I really appreciated what they were trying to do, but I wish they had given me more with it, you know? I agree with that. Yeah. Also, I, I feel like um what you were talking about, Mikey, um, is is done okay in this movie, but a movie like The Hitcher does it much better. Yeah. That's a much darker movie. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I I, I don't want it to get misconstrued. When I'm saying it's a two thousands movie. I'm not saying that in a positive lens, you know, right. like I, I do wish it was darker. Sure. I would, I always say I want something darker. Yeah. But you know, like that, that probably hindered it a bit because that is what they were going for. I I'm, I'm sure Rob looked up the budget. I, that's why I don't really <laughs> look them up anymore, but I'm sure there was money behind this movie, you know? So they wanted it to be successful theatrically more than, you know, try to make a horror movie. And, you know, something like that would have been nice and it would have brought in a darker tone. And I'll even go as far as I noted uh, the chase scene when they went to that gas station with ice truck and all that shit. Mm -hmm. I really like that scene. But I will say this. Even the score, I wish was something darker. Yes. You know, like I I do wish that like it it had moments where it could have changed certain things to give it an even darker tone and they didn't do it. But, you know, I, I still think that the it's dark enough in its own way. But yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. The more I love the highway thing. It should have been more. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing with like the gas station stop that they make, it underlies. I, I had a tough time feeling sympathetic for these two. And it's not because it, I, there was no one here that I cared about is my biggest issue with the movie. I didn't feel an emotional impact. I didn't feel like the characters were built up really well. They didn't have that going for them. But also sometimes there are really unlikable characters or really poorly written bland characters that fight for their lives. And you like you want to see them succeed just because they're fighting so hard. And that's something that happened a lot in this era of movie that I felt Joyride was missing because like at the gas station scene, they're just like. They're so scared and they've already seen the other truck at this point and, you know, they have more than enough evidence. Why do they not go back to the gas station and call the cops? Why do they not ask the biker dude for help, you know, or the <laughs> whatever he was, the mustached man for help? Like they're just there's the it, they bounce back and forth between being so upset and unsettled and like running for their lives from this dude and then being like, oh, that's funny. It was completely fine. And it, it wasn't in a way that was plausible to me because I know that that sometimes is how humans like cope with stuff, but it just the tone was so weird in this. Like they weren't unsettled in between these harrowing moments and they didn't try that hard to save themselves from these harrowing moments. Um, Venna was the worst offender of this, though, in my opinion, because that chair that fucking chair. I hate it. I hate it so much. What chair? What chair? The the chair that they uh saran wrap her to that we're supposed to believe she can't escape from. Oh. I, I didn't notice the chair. Yeah. What what was the problem with the chair, Kat? Everything was the problem <laughs> with the chair. That I, Is this just a, a an interior design issue you have? Or? No, it's a <laughs> It, this is it's the cat sounds like a murderer segment, I guess. But 
you can easily like if I'm a killer, if I'm like going out of my way to set up a situation like a hostage situation where if someone comes through a door, their face gets shot off or whatever. I'm going to make sure that they can't escape from the chair. I'm going to make sure nails aren't falling out of the chair that they could potentially like cut the saran wrap with. I'm going to use like real tape instead of whatever the fuck was going on there. I'm going to make sure that the tension is applied correctly to the gun. And then I'm going to make sure that the feet of the chair are connected to the ground in a way that she can't tip it over. At the very least, they could have connected like the gun to the chair so that if she tries to knock herself over she blows her own face off but they did nothing she could have gotten out of this so so easily and i can't say that she didn't try because she is pulling little teeny tiny nails out of the chair i don't even know what her plan was to do with the nails because there was nothing that a nail could have cut that she couldn't just have torn through on her own the saran wrap was already falling off of her wrists in a shot at that point but I like when he comes in through the window and his solution is to just like tip the chair over. I lost my fucking mind because she could have done that. If you're almost about to get shot in the face, these are things you do. Like, I, oh man, it was frustrating. But Kat, no she's one a damsel in distress. She needs Nobody a big, wanted strong to live in to save her. This was 2001. We were past that. <laughs> like, if this <laughs> film had been made in the 50s, it would get a pass from me completely a hundred percent but god damn it i'm not knocking the saran wrap man i've saran wrap furniture that shit is fucking impossible to rip through if you do like multiple layers did you see he bunched so i think it was supposed to be tape uh i keep calling it saran wrap because that's very clearly what they used in the film but it was bunched up to look thinner and it was like it was so fucking flimsy I mean, I, I I didn't notice. I I mean, he seemed to nail it down and all that. I, I don't know. I, I never and I never took notice to it. And I and maybe I thought that that scene built a ton of tension, and it was done really well. So I never stopped to take notice of the mechanics. But I I thought that scene was great. I hated that scene. And then he gets. I hate. So this movie had me in the middle right like in the middle i was putting a lot of like petty nonsense aside but the first 30 minutes are dead slow it's 33 minutes because i stopped at that first you know like taillight line because i was like it takes 33 minutes but it's gonna be great from here and then it wasn't because the middle section i let a lot of like silly grievances go the last 20 minutes drove me up the wall like because there's so much stuff like this and it and the two brothers are being so dumb in their approach she's not trying really hard i felt like to survive and then there's the whole thing with the leg and the pipe and he's like he's trying to save his brother they cut away from the important part i felt like but which was the gruesome getting the pipe out of the leg like we definitely should have seen more of that if it was going to be important enough that he was woozy but then they have the police that are like banging down the doors that they are free for so long to go rescue someone who they know for a fact is going to have her head blown off if anyone opens the door like the second the brother is off the hook 
why did they not go back to Venna? They make such a big deal about Venna being a motivational factor in this. And then they just fucking leave her to get her head shot off. And then, and I know it's so that they can have the dramatic moment where they run after the cops. But at that point, I was already so pissed. Like, yeah, but nobody knew she was going to get her head shot off. They did. One of them no. did. I don't re- remember well, yeah, which one. one. The brother, no one else knew. Cops didn't know. Nobody. Only he knew. No, I know the. I know the cops didn't know, but the brother knew, and the other one, the other brother, the knew well enough to know not to go through the front door, and he still just left her in danger. Like, if if you're going to have a character who is a damsel in uh, distress archetype, the least you can do is have the men actually give a fuck. Like, come on. And he had to come save on. his brother, though, Cat. You know, bros before hoes and all that. Yeah, but then he just, like, fucking hugged him. He cradled him instead of going to get Venna. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not as mad at this whole thing as Cat is. I didn't care there for that, that scene. I, I, that whole last 20 minute little sequence and setup. Uh, this movie had done nothing along the way to make me think that it was a dark enough film that it was going to ever kill Vina. So I didn't oh, feel also. any sort of real investment or stakes yes, in it. Yes, I was fair. more along the line of just save her so we can get out this over with. And it seemed to go on for a really long time. I thought it was good, man. I liked it. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, that that's very fair. You, you, you kind you kind of know it, it's a wait. It's a wait and see to see how they save her. For right. sure. I, yeah. I feel like yeah. this sort of setup in a darker movie. Yeah. Yeah. I probably yeah. would still, I mean, you go into these movies and you, you yeah, can yeah. kind of figure out who's going to survive and who's not. I mean, any fucking horror movie, we can all figure that out, right? From fucking 15 yeah. minutes in or whatever. Yeah. Although we don't meet Vina until a while in. But this this movie had done absolutely nothing to make me believe for an instant that she was in any real danger of dying in this film. I mean, they don't even kill Charlotte in this fucking movie. I was going to say, do we want to talk about the body count? Yeah, they, 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 I didn't think that they were going to kill. But, but again, the tent, this to me, the scene had so much tension. There was so much going on. The they had the fucking frantic shit going because you don't know what room, and you got to find the room, and you got all this fucking happening, and you know, I kind of got lost in it. I'm like, holy shit! Like they really got to fucking figure this out. But yeah, you you could you could feel the safeness of the characters. That that is very true. Yeah. But still, you know, like I they made me feel panic for them in their situation. For as agitated as I did get, I in complete fairness, the safeness of the characters is something that Fair point. Uh, it's it bothered me, but I didn't I remembered Joyride being a darker movie than it was. I was expecting to get into something like a lot creepier and more serious than what I ended up with. I think I was not in the right headspace for this. I will also say I had not thought of this until after I watched and I was looking up reviews. This is considered a teen slasher, which uh, yeah, I can see that. And we talked about it with like the I know what you did last summer thing. This is my least favorite genre of slasher. Um, because I don't think that they're dark enough. I think that they're a little bit silly. Um, but I think I would have been a lot kinder to moments like Venna not defending herself and the body count being ridiculously non-existent. And, uh, 
Like all of they these, killed like, a couple even the, people. Even the first guy is in a coma, and it's like <laughs> we didn't even see him. It was an off-screen death. It could have been a death, you know. Like I, those effects though, and that's what I wish this movie had more of as well. Is because when they did, then it again it wasn't much or anything. When they did what they did for the effects, like the dude in the coma, he looked fucking great. And yeah. even like smaller stuff like the, uh, you know, the, the whatever that wiring or whatever the hell that the copper, whatever. Oh, the oh, yeah. yeah, that looked really good. It, it was small. It wasn't much, but it looked good. You know, there was someone was dead in a pool of blood, you know, like it, it didn't look bad. I just wish, and I we, wish got we had more gotten of more of it. Yeah. And that, but the thing is, and this is a little bit on me because when we were talking about Joyride, I remembered Ted Levine. I remembered like the really scary moments. I thought I was getting into a darker thing. I think if I had known on the rewatch going in that this was, you know, basically a teen slasher that I was going into, I would have had much lower, lowered expectations and probably would have had a better time. Well, I mean, we were teens when it came out. Well, sure. Rob wasn't, but we <laughs> were a cat. Oh my god! I was. I, oh yeah, I was. I was seven when this came oh out. Oh my god! So. Oh man, uh, I'm not even sure she's old I? enough to be on this podcast. That's funny as <laughs> shit. Uh, 2001. So I was 12. All right, I was getting on TV. But, you know, like I watched it a couple <laughs> of years later. What? I was 25. Oh, well. <laughs> 25 year old guy is pretty much a teen, a teen though. Let's be honest. Mm, yeah. I'm still in my late teens and male years, I guess. Right. <laughs> but I, it, it was, yeah, I, I, I know it was. And uh, I don't know, man, it, it the problem with this, uh, 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 with the horror aspect of it, you know, it, it had several problems. Sure. But making a truck a villain too is really hard. Cause that's what like that scene when I was talking about earlier, when they're trying to crush, he's trying to crush the car and whatever. I mean, it doesn't feel horror, but like it kind of like they're about to die, but it's just, you know, the, the villain's a truck. Like how else would a truck do it? You know, there was Making a couple a truck of scenes. A villain isn't that hard. I mean, maximum overdrive <laughs> fucking killed it. The maximum overdrive was a comedy. Maximum no. overdrive made the trucks scarier than, no, they made them more ridiculous. This truck is, I, I really, I like the truck a lot because it's dark, it's big, it's fucking like lifeless. It's just got that, that black and chrome, you know, and like, I don't, and there was the shot where it's chasing them around the cornfield. It's hard to get dark for that. You just said, I like the truck a lot. It's a truck, basically. <laughs> well, no, but there's, there's, you know, like it's a you cool said, looking you... truck. You say it's got chrome, it's lifeless. Yeah, it's a fucking truck. Yeah, but it looks cool though, man. Like you fucking it doesn't have a goblin head on it. No, thank God. <laughs> but and in the second one, it kind of you know, you see the truck a little more, and maybe that's I mean, the second movie was fucking awful. But it, you know, the they, the truck was more prominent, and maybe that could have helped this a little more too. I don't know. It's hard to make a truck like Christine, you know, think that yeah. it's hard. Here's a I, and I don't I regret drawing this comparison because of all of the, the mixed feelings about the movie. But the thing that didn't work for the truck uh, for me about the truck, 
Um, like the radio, we talked about the radio being like an inanimate but very effective villain. And yeah. we we've talked about Ted Levine's performance. He was fantastic yeah. in this. I was not crazy about the truck. And it it doesn't have a lot to do with the truck itself. It's the way that they used it. Yeah. Um, that's like fair. the scene where they're almost crushed, I felt I was very silly. And the way that I, Rusty Nails is kind of an interesting character because the performance is like when he's talking, it's great. But the way that they've set him up, I think, is very ineffective because uh, like in Jeepers Creepers, that truck is a presence like they frame the truck really well. It's very looming. It's very intimidating. And we don't know what it is or why it's here. We know more about Rusty Nails and it's the fact that this is kind of a revenge movie for him makes it seem like the first person that insulted this man on the road, he goes full balls to the wall I'm murdering people for, which, given the end, given the context of the end, is more palatable. But at the time, like, when the truck is, you know, like, about to crush this car or whatever, you're like, he could just get, he could just get caught. Like, this is... How has no one ever insulted him or played a joke or whatever with this man before? Like it. it oh, I think they have. Well, okay. Given the end, we know that it's more likely that they have. But like in that moment, it it kind of it, it was dubious enough that it affected my suspension of disbelief. And then I was kind of wondering about that instead of wondering about the two men that were almost about to die in their car, you know? Like. I mean, I like I like the cars the car scene. Like I said, it's hard to make it dark because you know it's a fucking Mack truck. So you know, like I yeah. get that, but like it was like, dude, they were really fucked right there. You know, like, and I I thought they built tension well there. Um, I don't know. It, it was kind of a a sadistic thought that he had them, and was like, nah, you can go. I got different plans, and just kind of let them go, like it was over. You know, like I don't know it. I like the truck. I don't know why. Like, it's just like they just it's such a dark being and it's a monstrosity. The fucking thing is huge. And it's like this guy is in there. Like, what the fuck is he doing out here? Well, he's a truck driver. No, is he? Does I mean, he I like, so he's driving a big ass truck. You can't make deliveries going back and forth, kidnap people. Shit, I know I that's one of the notes that I had. Doesn't this fucking truck <laughs> driver have any place to be? I mean, I know people who've driven trucks for a living, and they usually have a schedule they have to kind of keep to. This guy's just fucking doing whatever he wants. Nah, I think that's just his truck, dude. Well, Got a maybe. fucking blacked out chrome, black and chrome truck. It just goes around killing people. I guess, but you got to buy one of those trucks is real expensive. You got to have a special license to drive that and shit. Like, I, you know, yeah. seem like it'd be easier to just get a fucking car. Would be. Um, well, there's not a lot of movie about dudes driving a truck killing people. <laughs> We haven't uh, we haven't really touched on what I thought was the best scene, okay, uh, in this Uh-oh. movie. I, and I thought it was really really effective and really good. And that is the uh, the scene where the guy gets beaten in the room next. Yes, um, that to me, uh, I thought was was really really well done. Um, you don't see anything. You're literally you never leave the room that they're in. You're just hearing it all happen through those thin hotel walls. And then you kind of see the shadow of Rusty Nail walking by outside. 
and it kind of almost gives it this weird um almost like a rear window kind of vibe yeah um i i really liked that i thought that was really well done that to me was the best part of the movie it looked great i wish there was more of that the lighting was great everything that's what i was just gonna say like i wish that there was more of that and i wish also that they had played a little bit more with because after directly after that they call like the front desk and they very quickly get a call back that says that they're like they've checked on it and it's fine mm-hmm. and it's like that really was not enough time to check on that um I-, I wish that they had played more with that kind of suspense because it was really effective and it, yeah. it felt almost out of place yeah there was more suspense the i think in that scene than it. there was in that finale that thing with the shotgun oh, way stuff. more like, um i thought that was really really well done and but that yeah, po- that's that's the the only time we see that sort of thing in this movie. Dude, it was a grace because it played into what the whole movie was, man. It's a dude on a CB radio. Like, that's what it was about. It's about what you're hearing and all that. Shit. I, I thought that scene was great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it? And this is a serious question because I don't know how I feel about this either. Is it undercut by the fact that that's not a murder? No, because that dude no, it doesn't bother me. Look what he okay. did to him. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. at that point, if if I'm that guy in that hospital yeah. in a coma without a jaw, I'd rather be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look what he—he he didn't live long term. You know, like, what, well, he yeah, had to okay. have died. Well, you can live without a jaw. Yeah, but he got fucked. Imagine what happened to him. I mean, I you know it, that to me is like um, is saw not effective if you see somebody get out of the trap. You know, it's still effective oh it, it is still i okay yeah he fucked i mean saul's not any good but hey oh my God. just for the record but still jesus i don't know it was just one of those things where it was like it, it's not that i was disappointed that he but that he made it but it was one of those things where it's like in i feel like every death counts in a movie where the body count is low and having one kind of like walked back you know what mm-hmm. i mean like yeah. that i think that might be what it was more than which death it was right um, how, how many deaths do we even get in this movie uh i don't we know i don't think we see any do we we don't see any no there's uh, no I, on screen yeah no. right yeah we there's no on screen the only one i can think of is the the trucker the the ice trucker guy there was a yeah. dude in the in not ice truck, but he drives an ice truck, a truck that carries ice. Not like the fucking TV show where people drive. Not ice road truckers. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck is the show called? <laughs> yeah, there was a dude in, the, in uh, I think the main lobby of the hotel. He was dead on the floor, but you didn't. You just seen him dead on the floor. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, like two or three. Yeah, but I mean, um, which I mean, isn't a big deal. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I don't, that's it's not a, a huge high body deal. Count for like... a movie to be good, but. Psycho had like two kills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Halloween, I think, only has four. I think four, maybe five. So, something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah, body. I never got hung up on body counts. Right. It's it's not it's not a huge deal. It's just you know. It, it, I guess it stands out more because none of them are on screen. Probably. Yeah. You know. And then most of what else I've got left is kind of little piddly shit. Like Paul Walker says at the beginning when he's on the phone with with what's her name Vina. Vic, mm-hmm. whatever he says well at least colorado has seasons berkeley's like summer all year well no it's not 
That's written by somebody who's never been to fucking Northern California, apparently. <laughs> because it's not. <laughs> Actually, Berkeley's probably closer to fall all year. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's a very annoying line to me. That did irritate me. It irritated me especially because people say that. Like, mm-hmm. to, w- when I talk about missing California, they're like, well, <laughs> yeah, there are no seasons out there. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there really are. And I, I, I've said this before, probably on the show, I don't know, but the coldest I've ever been in my life was the middle of August in San Francisco. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's not all L.A. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, but can we all agree that their prank is not funny? Yes. Like, the whole thing that sets this movie off is just not funny. Yeah, I mean, if you have nothing to do on a long-ass car ride, I I would fuck with people on the CB rail. I've been on long-ass fucking car rides. I would absolutely do that. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I wouldn't go out on the... I wouldn't do it on the fucking weekends or nothing. But, you know, if I'm on a long car ride, yeah, I would do it. And this is kind of the thing that I'm talking about, where it's like, uh, the... <laughs> I kind of would love to see these guys in a Saw movie because their will to survive is something that's fascinating to me. <laughs> uh, the fact that they make it to the end of this movie is wild because I, uh, fucking with someone on the CB radio, sure. And if you can't think of a better joke than, ooh, I'm a sexy lady on the CB radio, that's fine. Uh, they're clearly not the brightest kids, right? Mm-hmm. But inviting that him to a hotel that you are staying at at that point, you just deserve to die in a horror movie. I think like that's yeah. that is above and beyond inviting trouble into your life. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother problem movie has right. These two guys feel like two guys who should get killed off mid horror movie while our real survivors go on. Well, they yes. would have if he did. He could have killed them in the car scene if he wanted yeah. to. And that would have been a better to. movie. <laughs> yeah. I just to me, it's just not a clever prank. Like, it's just not even funny. Like, if you're going to fuck with people on a CB, that's fine. But come up with something clever. Or don't do it. I, I was kind of I like the CB thing. Man. I wish on those long fuck car rides down south and shit. I, I wish they fucking had those. I would have fucked with that. I would have been annoying people all night. I probably would have did that. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, I'd something. be annoying on a CB radio. Oh, yeah, Don't get me wrong, yeah. but yeah. yeah. Like I said, nothing I would do on the weekend, but. But I just didn't think that what they chose to do was, was funny, and, and they seemed to think it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Um, Watching this at one point, I, I did write down that, uh, man, I wish I was watching Smokey and the Bandit. Um, oh, my God. A better trucker movie. No, CB it's radios. Not. I actually read a book that was kind of like, like, I don't want to say it was like Joyride because it, I think, was a lot more mature than Joyride, but it had all of the elements that I loved from Joyride uh, because it it has like a creep. It has like a killer creep in a truck. It has like the CB radio element. It has that long deserted. uh, They're more deserted, but it has like that long stretch of road that you can't really get off of. And it's like I thought about that book a lot while I was watching this, where it's like I kind of wish that they would do that book as a movie so I could watch this instead of. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen this done better, you know. The only other thing that I took note of, and I, I think it's supposed to be creepy, but it just really made me laugh, it was when they had to get the, the he wanted them to get the CB out of the trunk and, and reinstall it in the car. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's like spray painted on the signs. Look in your trunk, Lewis, or whatever. I like that, man. I thought it was so stupid. And the only thing I could think of is how many other people were driving down the highway and stopped to look in their trunk because they saw this fucking sign. Anyone named Lewis. Here's the thing about that is I was on board. I thought that scene was so cool because it's like, look, and there's that unease where you don't know if it's like random graffiti, Uh, you know, as the audience, clearly that it's not going to be because they wouldn't be showing it. But like there is that unease, you know, where he doesn't know if it's graffiti or if it's something. And, you know, then it's like in the trunk and as he goes further along and then he stops the car uh, and there's like. I was into it at that point. And then when he's like, you know, how do you know it's for you? And (laughs) he like pans up slowly. That's one of those goofy reaction shots that really took me out of the movie because he's like, look, and then his name is spray painted, like all scrunched up on the sign. And he's got that dopey look on his face (laughs) that I couldn't stand. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, boy. I thought that was so (laughs) dumb. And it just it really made me laugh because all I thought was. There, I wonder, there must have been like half dozen people probably pulled over because Lewis is a, on the last sign. So you pass the sign that says, look in your trunk. I'm like, how many yeah. these people stop to get out and look in their trunk? What's, there should have been a, a backup of cars of people looking in their trunk. They could have had an army going against Rusty Nails there at the end of confused people named Lewis. Like, I just, yeah. They went one sign too far, I think. Yeah, it just, I, I thought it was kind of dumb. <laughs> I liked it, man. I thought it was, it was something different. You know, like it was kind of cool. It was creepy a little bit. Yeah. I mean, other movies haven't done it for a reason, I think. I don't know. It's like, oh, you, they, they lost kind of, how else are you going to contact him, man? He fucking used the road. But also, if he is, I, I don't know. The scaling of this guy is kind of weird because it's like he has time to do all of this stuff, but no other way to get in contact with them. Right. You know, like, I don't know. I yeah, like I mean, it. he's clearly following them or he's he's close enough to know where they are and what they're doing at basically all times. And he you knows know. their relationship and their names and who's yeah. in what room. And then suddenly yeah. he's taken all of this time to like paint those specific signs. Right. We've seen Charlotte for exactly 10 seconds in this movie and he knows who she is and where she is and where she's going and he can go grab her. So he can do all that. I, I have a feeling that when they stop to get gas or to, to pee somewhere, he could have left a note on their windshield. <laughs> and, and what if like, so they're obviously they get chased out of the room uh they've been drinking they're obviously clearly distracted uh venna's just now figuring out what's going on what if they had missed the signs like i know you want to say that you know you would never miss signs that big but you can though is the thing under stress and Mm -hmm. Would they just never have plugged the radio in? And at that point, I don't even think they knew that he had Charlotte. Like, they could have just run and not looked for her. And then the movie wouldn't have happened. Like, it's a dumb plan. Yeah. It would never work for me, by the way, because if someone was stalking me and I saw signs that said, look in the trunk, Rob, I would just say, fuck you and keep driving. (laughs) You can't make me look in the trunk. They almost don't look in the trunk. And that's a wild thing because it's like, not only would I not have looked in the trunk, I wouldn't have pulled over to open the trunk. Like, yeah, no, I just keep driving. Just keep going. I go to a police station before some creep can leave me a note that says, I'll kill you if you go to the police. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, no, that didn't work for me at all. I thought that was kind of, that was kind of goofy, but 
that is pretty much everything that I had. Um, not the not coming at this with quite the passion that Cat is. I it's hard when I think I'm going to like a movie and then the rewatch gets me. These are some of my least favorite episodes. I remembered this movie pretty well, so I knew what I was getting when I sat down to watch it. I, I didn't remember this well, and I'm kind of, I, I, I feel really bad for Mikey. Mikey, I came into this, um, I complained about this a little bit last week, just in terms of uh, whether or not it was a banger, but I kind of had hoped to surprise you with like, and I'm going to be really on board with Joyride when we talk about it, and now I'm mad. Now, but this <laughs> now is I'm the banger. Mad. The fact that people feel different ways about that is the banger. I do. I hope you're right, and I hope the fact that we're doing this at a time when a comedy, comedy question mark, Joyride is also coming out. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's upsetting. I, I had kind of a tough time uh, finding this. Even. All right, so we um, where did we get into trivia and whatnot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh boy. You went British there for a second. Boy. <laughs> throw them all in there uh all right so the first one the first review that i have oh actually um this hopefully cheers you up and makes up a little bit for me being mean to joyride i'm in the minority here uh joyride is a very well received movie uh i don't know whether or not people will click on it or not because i never hear about it but it's rated well uh probably people that watched it when it first came out but still it has a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. A 66% audience score, so not quite as high there, but bastards. Still. Um, and it has a 5.1 on IMDb. That a 10? Out of 10. Yeah, I don't like that. That's uh, but the the 74% from critics. Yeah, that's nice. You know, that's not nothing. But I'm usually mad at those motherfuckers, so I don't really know how to feel about that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that might not prove your case. Yeah, <laughs> the way that you think that, those, actually. Son of a bitches. I hate rotten tomatoes. Uh so we're gonna start with this one. Um it in terms of reviews, it's 10 out of 10. Loved this movie, so twisted and enthralling. Such an effective thriller with the perfect cast, highly entertaining. I'm surprised Ted Levine, parentheses, Rusty Nails, was uncredited for this. He should be top build. I'm yes. so happy to own Joy Joyride on Blu-ray. It's one of my favorites. Wildly disturbing octane fun. Wildly disturbing. Wildly disturbing. I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that. No. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who doesn't have a lot of uh, horror movies in their Blu-ray collection. <laughs> I am I am realistic. Okay. <laughs> I, I do think it, it was, you know, it was unsettling at times. Right? Like that Ted Levine's fucking voice, man. Uh, and that's like if, if you just get a shot of a CB radio, and like I understand look a little, you know, on the creepy side. But if you don't have that right soundtrack to it as Ted Levine, it means nothing. So it worked perfectly. Not that far. This guy's going a little too far, though. Uh, this next one, we're, I'm not going to give you the rating for this one. I'm going to let you guys try and figure out what the rating is oh boy. from this. This is fun. Uh, <laughs> I like the thing. We should do this more often. <laughs> we can do this all the, all the rest of the time if you want. Uh, but yeah, this one funny. in particular... I think is going to maybe get you. Uh, um, I, I have some questions. A, a incredible movie. 
Full of nonstop action and believable scenes throughout, the acting is superb and the chick is so hot your pants will melt off. That's right. Uh, she's worth driving a thousand <laughs> miles to see her. True. Uh, OMG, the movie is just so incredible and it showed at, and it showed at the Oscars. I don't uh, have any what? context to that. <laughs> it showed at the Oscars. Did a 15 year old write this? What the fuck? <laughs> not like it should be shown at the Oscars, not it should win an Oscar. <laughs> it, was show, it was showed there. It they should show it before the Oscars. the Oscars. I don't understand. I have no idea what that sentence means. Um, but uh, this movie just has it all. It's the only movie uh, that should win. It. Oh, okay. So he's back on the Oscars. It's the only movie that <laughs> should win in every category. Wow. It's just that good. Uh, that in all capital letters. Best wow. original score. The music is so thought provoking and magical. It will make you laugh, cry, and cheer throughout <sighs> this blockbuster film. You just have to see this movie. Wow. Uh, ringing endorsement. It's got to be a ten out of ten. Whatever the top, hundred percent. Right at what he said. It is out of ten. I'm going the other way. I think that's a sarcastic review. I'm saying it's a two out of ten. Well, wait before you reveal, Cat. I thought it was sarcastic. It sounded very sarcastic, but that girl was so hot to melt your fucking pants off. So (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, like that. That wasn't sarcastic. But okay. All right. Rob has the right idea, but it is a one out of ten. Oh, Jesus Christ. I figured that's what was happening here, but but the girl was so hot, she would melt your pants, though. Well, that's what he that's where I got the one star. Uh, that, then so, if that's what he was doing, all right, fair. That's the thing that you like he was going so I was gonna pull it as a bad review, and then I started reading it. And initially, because of all the stuff about the girl being hot, and just because of how long he went on, yeah. I was like, "What? What is happening in this <laughs> review?" And then he came back around full circle, uh, and it was like, "Okay, so this is sarcasm." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she, if he's being sarcastic about how hot she was, then he his opinion is about. I don't care. That, that was an unknown. Whoever I forget the actress's name, but whoo, Lily Sobieska, very pretty, Sobieski, woman. very pretty. Um, so the next one, wait, this is just one of those titles where I couldn't let the title go, even though though the review was pretty boring. Uh, and it's three out of ten. Would you like to have your intelligence repeatedly insulted? God damn. Then we have another one out of ten. Uh. Which I pulled for the title because it is titled 10 to 100 Fast. And I don't know what that means. I spent more time than I'm proud of trying to figure that out. What the 10 fuck? to 100 Fast. God. <laughs> uh, but the review goes on to say, completely unrelated, I don't know how anyone other than a hostage sitting on some sort of explosive device under duress could give this a 10. The God flaws... Damn outright stupidity beyond terrible acting and insomnia made getting to the end of the shocker more than a decade long event which i i assumed had something to do with the 10 out of 100 because of like the decade maybe but i still couldn't quite crack the code yeah all right of 10 to 100 fast (laughs) so do 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 uh joyride and this was the one um that i was most intrigued by other than just the title 
Uh, no rating, but the review is the fact that so many people think this is a great movie really depresses me. Uh, <laughs> makes me sad. <laughs> it makes me sad. I really can't believe the praise for this movie here and on other places when it came out. The acting and dialogue were bland at best. I never cared what happened. As a matter of fact, I wanted these stupid kids just to get messed up already. Uh, <laughs> Damn. The movie was compared to two other Psycho Road movies, The Hitcher and Duel, which is a shame, as those two movies stomp all over this lame-ass, slick Hollywood fluff. Uh, in both of those movies, there was real suffering, either mental, mental or physical, on the part of the protagonists, and I really believed that they had gone through hell. In Joyride, I never felt like anyone even remotely truly terrified or suffered at all. I don't know if that's due to the bland acting or the tepid direction, but it felt very predictable and stupid. Not only that, there was pretty much no gore and the action was all lame. If this is what passes for a great horror thriller these days, then we're all doomed. God damn. Wow. And this was left in 2002. So this was a pretty like immediate reaction to watching Joyride. This wasn't a rewatch like me. Well, that guy, fuck him. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty harsh. <laughs> yeah, this movie yeah. was, that's pretty harsh. This movie yeah. was well received when it came out. So that's that's interesting. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the end. Okay. No candy bars. Uh, nah. Uh, yeah, I don't nah. feel passionate enough to do a candy bar thing. No, nah, fair. All right. Are you guys ready for some fun facts about Joyride? I'm ready for some fun facts. All right. Mikey uh, mentioned earlier that uh, there might have been some money behind this movie, and he wasn't yeah. wrong. This had an estimated budget of $23 million. God damn. The Ooh. worldwide box office was uh, $36.6 million. Um, So here's, we talked about, and I, in the movie, it makes no sense. The scene where um, Steve Zahn attempts to sleep with Vena, I'm never going to yeah. remember her name, but um, uh, you keep saying that, but you get it right every time. <laughs> here's part. Here's <laughs> here's part of the reason why I think that's left in there. It, it, I'm guessing the phone call from Rusty Nail at that point in time, they had to have that in the movie, so they left that sequence in. Sure. But Lily Sobieski, uh, she filmed two different romantic interludes, one with Steve Zahn and one with Paul Walker. I guess they weren't sure which way they wanted to go, uh, but that was during the, you know, when they were shooting the film. But they ended up cutting both of the scenes out, so neither one of them is in the film. But I think they had this weird, like, sort of awkward scene in there that they felt like needed to be left in to get the phone call from Rusty Nail, I, I assume. That's a weird way to fill time, but okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, here. Um, this I, I found this one really interesting. Tony Danza starred on Broadway as Max Bielostock and the producers from December 19th, 2006 to March 11th, 2007, and reprised his role at the Paris Las Vegas from August 13th, 2007 to February 9th, 2008. You motherfucker. What does that have to do with the movie? I just thought that, you know, also someone uh, anonymously sent this in whoa, whoa, uh, regarding whoa, whoa, that. Whoa, 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 wait, what? Whoa. whoa. And where are my balls? What? What the fuck is this? Well, we didn't do it earlier, so I thought we'd throw it in with the other fun facts this week. I was glad we didn't do it earlier, and I wasn't going to say anything to fucking remind you. Should I we just th casually throw it in now? That'd be nice to pay tribute to the patron saint of Italian-Americans, Mikey. You motherfucker. Fucker. Uh, just, uh, you know, remember that. Tony Danza was in The Producers. 
Fuck um, you and and fuck you, Allie. Huge clown penis. Why would you say that about Allie? Because she made the stupid fly. You just said, we, how are we going to do a, a dance of fun fact here? It's anonymous. That's a, this is where the fun um, facts are. <laughs> you motherfucker. You just slipped that in out of fucking nowhere. Huh? Yeah, well, Why'd I mean, you do this? Because, it, listen, it is a, a listener has told us it's their favorite segment of the show and it needed to be done. Listeners tell us to do a lot of things. We don't do all of them for a reason, Rob. Do you mind? Can we can we continue with the Joyride fun facts now? Oh, yeah, sure. Just throw that at me and let's blow by it, you dick. Sure, why not? <laughs> I can't believe you. A drive-by Danza. Although Ted Levine provides oh, Rusty Nail's voice. Segment. No, it's not. What? The drive-by Danza. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that could be fun. No. Although Tony Dan... Or- <laughs> 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 I hate you so much. Although Ted Levine provides Rusty Nail's voice, he wasn't brought into the production until it reached the post-production phase. Um, as a matter of fact, they brought in another actor to actually play Rusty Nail on screen, although you don't really see much of the guy. For the nighttime chase scenes, the headlights of the trucks and cars were replaced by aircraft landing lights so they would be extra bright, which I guess helped bring down the exposure and uh, to keep the sky consistently black, even at early dawn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Little camera tricks there. Yeah. That had to be a bitch. Yeah. Uh, this movie was released as Roadkill in the United Kingdom. What the hell? Better name, worse name. I don't know. Worse name. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, given this exact week, I feel like Roadkill might have helped differentiate itself. <laughs> <laughs> but the one there's not a lot of uh there's not a lot of killing going on in this movie as we discussed. So it seems Yeah. I don't want to think of a dead squirrel or something. That's yeah. weird. <laughs> on the DVD release there's a 29 minute long alternate ending. Um, really? And it has four other shorter alternate endings. The main one featuring uh features Rusty Nail uh his uh, excuse me, the main one featured Rusty Nail's shotgun suicide and numerous bodies were found by the police in his trailer. There was another one with Rusty Nail being arrested, another um, being uh, beaten in a fight with both the Thomas brothers, and then there was another where he's blown up in his truck, and another one saw Rusty Nail run over with his own truck. Okay. Um, So the ending of the, the actual ending of the theatrical cut, the one they went with, is the only ending in which Rusty Nail lived. Wow. That's crazy that they blew up a whole... Imagine how much money that cost for fucking nothing. Yeah, right. They should have went with the tra- bodies in the trailer, though. Yeah. That would have been much better. Yeah. Um, The working title of the film was Squelch. The hell? Gross. I don't know. Better or worse title? Squelch or Joyride? No. no that definitely not Squelch. <laughs> uh, and then finally, there are two direct-to-video sequels. Joyride 2, Dead Ahead. And Joyride Three, Roadkill. Yeah, uh, so I have Joyride not seen either of those sequels. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I actually thought about watching them, but I had to pay four dollars each to watch. And no, that wasn't happening. Uh, two sucked. I can tell you that. That's as far as I went. Uh, so that is uh, that is the fun facts for Joyride. All right, and Tony Danza. You motherfucker! Don't do that. No more Danzas. <laughs> Why'd you do that, man? I wasn't even fucking right. I was shocked you didn't do it. I wasn't going to say anything, though. (laughs) Motherfucker. 
drive by dance with me. So here's Bob, the thing. You made me so happy because I had a feeling I, I felt so guilty at first because I had a feeling that um doing the uh like movie recaps at the mm-hmm. end of the news made you forget the danzas. And I almost mentioned it. And then it was like, if I say nothing, it gives him a chance to slide it in later. And you did it. Yeah. Well, here, here's the funny thing about that, cat. I was glad you went into the movie recaps because I have now for two, possibly three weeks, wanted to do that with the Tony Danza yes! <laughs> and never really, never really did it. But that gave me the perfect chance to move on. Uh, and not do it. And I kind of hope that Mikey would get distracted by that conversation and not notice that we hadn't done oh, it. Oh, I noticed. Oh, I noticed. <laughs> I noticed. I wasn't going to remind you. I'm damned. I'm going to remind you. I, I do spend quite a, a bit of time um, during my uh, waking hours trying to devise <laughs> new ways to annoy Mikey. Yeah, you motherfucker. See, this is what I'm talking about. You, I hate dealing with fucking patient people, man. They're the worst motherfuckers to deal with in the world. I'm more of an upfront, outright, I'm going to fucking get it over with. You're just laying time bombs, man. That stupid album on Killer Beats, shit like this. That album is like awesome, dude. No, this is bullshit. All right. Let's pour annoy this son of a bitch. Yeah, finally get out of here. Jesus Christ. <sighs> we got to dip without the Danza. I got to get some sleep. All right. All right. Who wants to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. All sure. right. Uh, I like this movie a lot. I I will be re- how much like my enjoyment score of this movie is going to be higher than what I'm going to give it. It's probably still going to be higher okay. compared to you, you guys, but you know, obviously. So I, I like this movie a lot. Do I wish it was darker? Sure. Yes, absolutely. There are things that I've seen and I was like, damn, man, I wish they would have done this a little different and it would have went a long way with setting tones and whatnot. I think Ted Levine is absolutely incredible. Um, also, it is a shame that we lost such a great actor like Paul Walker as early as we did. He, he, this wasn't by his, uh, his greatest performance, but I feel like he was serviceable. I, and, you know, this movie, I would hope in some ways helped mold him as an actor and build his career as all his early projects, I'm sure, did. Uh, but I think, you know, I, I think it all, it all, I think they did what they did. They they wanted to do in this movie, man. They made a fucking a two thousands seventeen, eighteen, nineteen year olds movie. And you know, as much as I usually don't like those, like dude, Ted Levine is a creepy motherfucker, and I just really like this thing. And I am going to go with a seven point five. And again, my personal score of this movie would be higher, but. Even realistically, I feel this is strong enough to be slash radio approved, even though I know it's not going to be. But I want my my score to portray that. All right. I it, personally, this would be a high eight. Honestly, wow. Yeah. All right. Kat, do you want to go or do you want me to? Uh, I, how much do we want to crush, Mikey? I <laughs> go for it, man. Uh, All right. Uh... I think I should maybe go last. Okay. I, th- I think we should see how much hope this thing has at being slasher radio. It, it has not. I, before has I not. become the person to ruin it. Um, uh, um, I give this movie a 10. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, now, look, I, I complained a lot about this movie uh, during the episode, I, I feel like. It, but I'll be honest with you. I did still kind of enjoy watching it. Like, it, it's... It's not a great movie. And I when it 
up until today, actually, when I sat down to rewatch it, if anybody had asked me about Joyride, I'd say, oh, yeah, it's a really good movie. That's just sort of how I remembered it. On the rewatch, I didn't, I don't know that I would say it's a really good movie, but I don't think it's a terrible movie either. Like, it's fine. The tone is kind of all over the place. You know, there's, you're laughing, and then all of a sudden there's like a guy with no jaw, and then you're back to laughing. It's very, very kind of strange. But for just kind of a light, throw it on, turn your brain off, relax, and watch a movie, it's not terrible. Um, I, I finally landed at a 5.2. God damn. Okay. Um, for Joyride. So Kat, let's see what you gave and see whether it's Slasher Radio approved. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The way you were talking, I was hoping at least a six. Good Lord. No. All right. I, I couldn't get there. As a matter of fact, I was sort of bouncing in my head between a 4.8 and a 5.2 for this one. You made the right decision. God, this is the damn. All right. Kat. Um, so. I complained a lot about this one. It, it did a lot of things that made me really angry. I don't think I've ever checked the runtime of a movie so much in a 93-minute film. Uh, I didn't like it. I, the thing about it is that I don't like teen slashers. Like It is a sub-sub-genre of horror that I just have no patience for, and somehow on a rewatch, one of them snuck up on me. So I'm I'm predisposed... Uh, I I my disposition here is there are so many elements that make me want to hate this and I'm I'm trying really really hard to be fair but I I don't like it and I it makes me feel better that Rob had something that was like around middle of the road uh so that it's not like two sevens and then I come in and it's like no slasher radio score because I I know it's sad to be that person. Oh, yeah, I feel terrible every time. I don't think you do feel terrible every <laughs> I don't time. But, do but even keeping that in mind, I did my best. I focused really hard on Ted Levine. I got as high as I felt comfortable going, and that is a 3.9. God damn. I, I don't like this subgenre, <laughs> and I did not like the movie. I don't even think it was done well in its own subgenre. Ted Levine is great. He is all 3.9 of the, the score. Jesus Christ. And yeah. I, I couldn't get there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Poor fucking joy, Rod. Rob, I'm most mad at you. Why? Because you gave me hope. Oh. Yeah. I should have known but, better. But I also I gave you a Tony Danza fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> That was some dirty shit. I want you to know that was some real dirty shit, man. Shame on you. I'm so happy with that. I feel terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What do we? I, oh, I had a. Oh, you know what? I saved the schedule because I kept fucking forgetting. Oh, um, yeah. Next week was supposed to be paranormal activity, too. Mm-hmm. It's not looking like that will be the case. So. Paranormal Activity 2 will be at some point later on down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what next week will be yet. So, right. yeah. Because we have a schedule. <laughs> we, we do have a schedule. <laughs> and, and there it goes. Then but, I walked in and blew up. <laughs> then Rob showed up. And was, boom! Uh, but nonetheless, follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and start remembering to put out the movie we're talking about prior. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sure you follow us on there. 
Uh, maybe there'll be news about what we're doing next week on there too. Hopefully, maybe, probably, maybe not. Uh, but follow us nonetheless, Slasher Radio on Twitter, uh, Slasher Radio, uh, uh, patreon.com forward slash Slasher Radio. And tiers starting as low as $3 a month. There's even tiers where you get free merch. You get an extra show every week. Uh, you get the images from everything we talk about really on here, the gobbledy crap and all that stuff. Get all on Patreon. And I think that's it. I'm at Mikey's Dead. Uh, stop talking to me about the Blair Witch Project. Uh, <laughs> Rob, Rob, dude, that thing, I couldn't use Twitter. <laughs> Rob, where are they finding you? I couldn't use Twitter either, but that's because they fucking broke it. Um, much porn. <laughs> I am on Twitter at Radio Rob one two three, and you can listen to the other show that I do with Cat, the Nick Fucking Woo Cage Cast. Uh, we just released our episode on the Boy in Blue. I didn't have to pay four hundred dollars for it either. It's pretty nice. No. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cat underscore Valor V O L E U R. You can check out my website catvalor.com. You can pre-order my book, Revenge Arc, which is coming out in just a few weeks. You're running out of time to actually get the signed pre-order edition of the book. And uh, you can check out the guest spot that I did over on Killer Mediums, where we talk about the book, and Martyrs. Cat loves talking about Martyrs. Yeah. We also talked about Revenge, but I was more excited to remind you that I've talked about Martyrs. All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio podcast.